Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, let's get started. In the last podcast episode we put out, I went in-depth on burnout and really talked about what burnout feels like, how you can recover from burnout, and how you can be preventative when it comes to burnout as well. If you haven't already listened to it, I highly recommend you check it out because we had a lot of positive feedback about it and I'm super happy about that. Kind of going in the same vein, this week I'm going to share some of my productivity and efficiency and time management tips that I've really learned over the years. As you may know, when I first started Recloseted, I side hustled and so I was working essentially two full-time jobs. And because of that, I really got good at time management and being productive. So I'm really excited to share some of my tips and strategies with you today. So the first step to becoming more productive is to really analyze what you're currently doing and how you're currently spending your time. Because as you get a good idea of how things are currently going, then you can see where you can improve and where you can change things. One tool to be able to help you analyze your time or track how you do things is by doing a time study. This is something that one of my mentors, Alex Sharfin, really encourages in one of his programs. And essentially what he makes everyone do is do a two-week time study where you record out in 15-minute intervals what you're working on. And then at the end of the two weeks, you really look back and categorize things into strategic work, executional work, personal time, and all these different categories. And you can really see what percentage of your time is spent being strategic or spent doing things that you really shouldn't be doing and being in the weeds. And this has been really helpful for me because sometimes as you're doing your day-to-day tasks, you can kind of forget about what you're doing. And when it comes time to hire someone, you may not know what you need that person to do. And so having that data there can be really helpful for you. And as you analyze your two-week time studies, you can also start to see where you can delete things or delegate things off your plate. And you may also, as you're starting to analyze what you're working on and how you're spending your time, really start to think about what you are no longer available for and create boundaries and say no to people. I talked about having an empowered no and having canned responses in my last burnout episode. And the same thing applies here again. After you figure out how you're spending your time and what you're doing, if there's things that you don't need to be doing or things that you shouldn't be showing up for or meetings that you shouldn't be going to, then make sure you say no and start to free up some of your time. Another thing that has been really helpful for me in addition to the time study is also this exercise around what really boosts my energy and what really drains my energy. This is something that I worked on with my mindset coach, Helen, and I will link the interview I did with her down below because it was really good. But essentially for every single thing that you personally do on a day-to-day basis, really analyze and see if it brings you energy or if it depletes you of energy. 
And once you know that, you can start to schedule things on certain days or start to balance out your days so that you kind of feel energy neutral, if you will, by the end of the day. That can be really helpful for you as well. Once you have analyzed what you're currently doing and how you're currently spending your time, either through a time study or through an exercise where you really examine what boosts your energy and what drains your energy, the next thing is to really plan around the workload that you currently have and really make sure that everything left on your plate is absolutely necessary for you to be doing and will really drive the needle in your business. And once you have those items, then you want to start to plan it and really make sure you are setting yourself up for success. I talked about this a little in the burnout episode already, but really make sure you plan your workload in advance using a project management tool such as ClickUp. The reason why it's important to plan out everything in advance is so that you are realistic around how much you can actually accomplish And you are really clear around every single day waking up and knowing exactly what you need to do versus waking up, not really being sure what you're doing, dabbling in X task and Y task. And then at the end of the day, not really understanding how what you worked on really will move the needle in your business. So it's really important to plan in advance. And my mentor, Alex Sharfin, really recommends really thinking about your yearly goals, drilling that down into quarterly projects then monthly tasks, and then weekly tasks and daily tasks. And the really important part about doing this is really committing to only doing those items so that you don't get shiny object syndrome and get distracted and think that you need to go off and now be on this new social media platform, or you need to go off and launch a new collection just because your sales are down. Like really focus on what you have on your plate and really knock it out of the park so that you really can move the needle in your business. So highly recommend you plan out your workload using a tool like ClickUp and I will have the link down below. We use ClickUp at Team Recloseted to really plan out everything that I have to do, everything that our team has to do so that we know what's on our plate and we know what all of us are working on And for me personally, I then like to write out my to-do list in my planner and then tick it off because I'm a little old-fashioned like that. And I really just think it's so satisfying to tick something off and I know I'm not alone. So yeah, that's how I plan out my workload. And if you want to take your planning with your workload to the next level, which I know you do, I started syncing my workload to my period about a year ago and it's been such a game changer for me. Now hear me out, if you've never heard of this before, essentially women have two different types of systems that they work in. So there's the circadian rhythm, which men and women have just around when we sleep and when we're awake. And then women also have another cycle called the infradian cycle, and that's essentially our period cycle. And actually throughout different points of our period, we are actually better poised to do certain things. And this is actually kind of like our superpower as women, which is amazing. And not a lot of people know that and not a lot of people talk about it. There's actually this amazing book called In the Flow, and I will link it down below. But she goes in depth around certain stages of your period, what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing, what you should be eating, how you should be exercising. And it's just been really helpful because I think society as a whole 
really is tailored to males. And males, because they only have the circadian rhythm, they are really just all about structure and doing the same thing every single day, like having the same morning routine, having the same evening routine, working on the same stuff every day. Whereas for us as women, we actually need to change our routines and change what we're working on based on where we're at in our period cycle to really maximize our efficiency. And it's been really cool just to learn more about it. So I highly recommend you check out the book. And for me personally, what I like to do is actually track my period using an app called Clue. And that will give me a sense of where I'm at in my period cycle. And then I also have it synced to my Google Calendar now so that when I'm planning out my tasks on ClickUp and when I'm planning out my tasks every single day, I know where I'm at in my cycle and I can try to align with it. As an example, when you are in your fertile window, that is actually the best time for you to be social. So you should be like recording podcasts, you should be doing interviews, you should be having really important meetings, you should be doing negotiations during those times. So whenever possible, I batch all of my podcasts during my fertile window. I also do a lot of my paid content work in that window as well. So recording things for our Conscious Label Launcher program or our Conscious Apparel Accelerator program. And then if I have any really big meetings with bigger high ticket clients, I definitely try to put it in that window as well. And it's just really interesting. And I think that, you know, whenever possible, if you can just try to maximize your productivity and work with your body versus against your body, it's always a plus. So highly recommend you check out In The Flow. Um, the author also does quite a few podcast interviews. So if you just want to get a snippet of what this is all about, you can definitely check some of her interviews out as well. And the last thing I'll say around planning your workload is that as you get more experienced and you start to know how long things will take, you can start to block off that time in your calendar and just be way more realistic around how much you can actually accomplish in a day, in a week, or a month, and really set realistic deadlines. This goes back to the planning that you can start to do on ClickUp and the planning that you can start to do with your team because as you're more seasoned and as you have more experience around how long things are actually going to take, you can just be a lot more productive and a lot more strategic around how you're going to spend your time because you actually have a good grasp of just how long things are going to take you. And I know I've been really repetitive, but you know what I mean? Because I think when you first start out a business, you can be overly ambitious about what you accomplish in a day, and then you'll jam pack your schedule or you'll jam pack your to-do list for the month. And then at the end of the month, if you only accomplish half of the things because you were overly ambitious, it can really feel just discouraging. So I think it's really important as you get more experienced and you know how long things are going to take and you're realistic about it, it will really help you plan more efficiently. Okay, and now that we have that out of the way, I also have a few quick calendar tips that I wanted to share with you. The first thing is that whenever possible, I always like to batch my meeting days. What that means is I try to have all my meetings on certain days of the week so that I can have a couple days where there's no meetings and I can just work straight up for those days and not have to worry about jumping onto a call or switching my mindset to work on something else. Because that can be really jarring if you are deep in content creation mode 
or if you're deep into designing something and then you have to get on a Zoom call or if you have to get into a phone call. So whenever possible, try to batch your meeting days. For me personally, I try to take all meetings on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, and I really try to protect my Thursdays and my Fridays. If you're also just starting out and you don't have an assistant or a secretary, I highly recommend you get a calendar scheduling tool if you are taking a lot of external meetings. You can use something like Calendly, but you can just Google calendar scheduling tool and you can just send those links to other people and they can just book time with you. And I think that is so much better than having to go back and forth over email with someone to try and solidify a date and a time. And then lastly, whenever possible, try to block off at least three days a month where you are just thinking and being strategic. You want to make sure that you are spending time on your business versus in your business. I believe this is true, but don't quote me on it. But I think Bill Gates literally goes off into the woods for a month at a time just to read books and just to learn and just to strategize and think. And while this is amazing and I wish I could do that, I am starting off with three to five days a month where I don't do executional work and I'm really just in a strategic place because it's really important to work on your business versus in your business because if we're just always executing and we're not taking a breather and we're not looking up and really analyzing if what we're doing is actually going to move the needle or if it's actually important to our business, then we can waste a lot of time and a lot of energy and a lot of work. So really building in at least three days a month where you are thinking and strategizing is so, so, so important. And then last but not least, you want to make sure you are setting yourself up for success. In order to be your best self that is productive and efficient, you need to be at a place where you are not burnt out and you are not overly tired. So that means figuring out a really good morning routine for you. That also means figuring out a really good evening wind-down routine. And it also means implementing daily self-care and making sure you are sleeping enough. I talk about self-care and sleep a lot in the last episode, so I'm not going to go through it again. But in terms of a morning routine, everyone has something that works for them. And I think that if you just need to work out in the morning or if you need to just do some stretches or if you just need to journal or meditate, then that's fine. Just do whatever works for you. And then make sure you're really carving out time for yourself so that you can set yourself up for success for the day. And then once you have a busy, hectic day and it's done, make sure you take the time to properly unwind so that you really can recuperate and you can sleep and you can be rejuvenated, you can be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for the next day. I know last week's episode was pretty long, so I did want to keep this one pretty short and sweet. But I would love to hear if you have any productivity tips or time management tips. Please DM me at Recloseted. I always love to hear it and I'm always down to improve my processes and improve my work style. So please reach out if you have any top ups or any ideas for me. I hope that this episode was helpful for you and I cannot wait to see the impact it will have on your working style, on your productivity. And also just on your mental health, because hopefully now you can work less and you can stop working so hard, but work smarter.
And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at Recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded. And it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate Recloseted 5 stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.